I'm Dave Isay, founder of StoryCorps. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Morgan Stanley, a proud sponsor of StoryCorps. Morgan Stanley is committed to giving back and to fostering meaningful dialogue among people and communities. MorganStanley.com. This is the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. I'm your host, Camille Kashani. On today's episode, we'll hear from siblings Alice Mitchell and Ibuku Owalabi. His first name's actually Ibuku Oloa, but the family calls him Ibuku. They first came to StoryCorps when he was 10 and Alice was 25 to talk about their mother, Rosemary. She died from cardiac arrest a few weeks after Ibuku was born. It's still like really hard to talk about mommy, especially because when we like think about her passing, it was around the same time as you being born. So it's like a happy moment, a sad moment. Yeah. to their conversation a little bit later. But first, some context. The year before Alice sat down with her brother, she came to StoryCorps with her husband, Gary, to talk about her brother. When my mom and my dad told me they were pregnant, I was in eighth grade, and I was like, Mommy, you're too old to be having babies. She already had four kids. And then here was a new child in the mix, and I didn't want him around. Ibuku, if you hear this, I'm sorry. I love you a lot. But then after Ibuku was born... My mom passed two weeks later, and he, like, was the glue that held the family together throughout that whole time. But Alice was holding the family together, too. Even though she was a teenager at the time, she was the oldest. So she stepped in to help her father raise her siblings, especially Ibuku. Here's more from that first conversation with Gary. Also, you should know that Alice and Ibuku's parents immigrated to the U.S. from Nigeria before they started their family. You told me a lot of wonderful stories about your mother. Obviously, Ibuku doesn't share any of those memories. If there was one thing that you could sort of tell him and like really have him internalize about your mother, what would it be? She just went to the beat of her own drum. And people say that to describe a lot of people, but she really like made her own drum and then did her own beat. And if you didn't know the tune, you're out the band. Like you had to find a way to get with the program. And I remember when we first moved to Westchester, here we are, one of the only black families in the neighborhood. I was like, I'm going to fit in and do all the stuff that people in suburban America do. So we went to the Girl Scouts and my mom paid to pick me up. She was in full Yorba garb. I was just like, what are you doing? Like, here we are trying to blend in. How do you literally do everything you can to stand out? Oh, man. At the time, I didn't appreciate it. But looking back, Those are the times I miss the most. Why do you think it was really important to your mother to give your little brother a traditional Yoruba name? So there's five of us. And the first two, me and my sister, our names are Alice and Esther. And I feel like when my mom first came to this country, there was a lot of desire to fit in and assimilate. And I remember we had like a whole family meeting about what Ibuku's name was going to be. All of us were like, we need to give him an English name because if we give him a Nigerian name, people are going to make fun of him in school. And even my dad was like, we can still call him a Nigerian name at home. But then the day he was born and all the hustle and bustle happens after you give birth, she slipped the nurse a note before my dad can intercept it that was like, my son's name is Ibukolua. She wrote it in all capital letters, really big. So that's what his name was. 
And honestly, like, even though I was arguing with her back then, like, I'm so glad she did that. How do you think things would be different if she were still around? I think about that all the time. I don't think I would have as much doubt if she was still around because I could just ask her opinion about things and, like, know what she would think. Not that life would be easier, but I think life would just make more sense if she was here. Are you crying? Yeah, a little bit. Sorry. (laughs) You're making me cry. You said that Ibuku was the glue that kept your family together after your mother passed. What would you describe his role in your life as being? Well, for like the first year of his birth, he was my entire life. I remember when Ibuku first took his steps in the hallway, like we were all there. We were all clapping and like so excited. You would have thought that like he won a gold medal. And it was just the only way to really heal is through that love and joy. And Ibuku like was that for my family to help us see that there was laughter and love after death. So I just can't imagine my life without him. When he gets older, I really want him to understand how he helped our family heal and like how he really is a blessing to my family. That was Alice Mitchell and her husband Gary at StoryCorps in Atlanta. It was a year later when Alice came back for another interview, this time to finally have that conversation with her younger brother. My name is Iwiku Olavi, and I am 10 years old, and I am with my sister. More from their conversation after a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Subaru and their annual Subaru Share the Love event. By the end of this, their 13th year, Subaru and its participating retailers will have donated over $200 million to help those in need by partnering with organizations like the ASPCA and Make-A-Wish. With every Subaru purchased or leased through January 4th, Subaru will donate $250 to a charity of your choice. More at Subaru.com share. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. Abigail Disney says if she ran the family company, she'd deal with the current economic crisis very differently. A CEO should be like a ship's captain. You know, if other people are drowning, you're the last one off the ship. Ideas about the history and future of finding financial stability. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. Welcome back. When Alice and Ibuku came to StoryCorps, they were both a bit nervous. It wasn't that they'd never talked about their mom before. It's just that it had always been a story here and a memory there. So this was new for them. But it wasn't long after they sat down together that their conversation started to flow. I remember the day you were born. Do you remember? Well, I don't remember the day I was born. (laughs) 
you looks like an alien, but a beautiful alien. And mommy, like, her hair was a mess. She was crying. She kept on kissing all over the face. And mommy spent a lot of time, like, teaching me how to give you a shower, changing your stinky little diapers. (laughs) So after she passed away, like, I just knew all this stuff about how to take care of you. Do you think that you two have any similarities? Yes. I probably get my stubbornness from her. Yeah. Like, with your name and just anything in life, if she had an opinion, she wasn't going to back down. Do you think Mommy made the right choice in naming you? Well, I like my name, but not really other people do. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, well, they just make fun of it. They call me different names. E-Doo-Doo and... Well, kids are not always the nicest. So do you think if we could go back in time, would you want us to change it? No. Why not? Because it will probably change everything up to now. And right now, I'm living a pretty good life. (laughs) Your name means blessing from God. And when you were born, you were like a burst of sunshine during a really sad time and it's still like really hard to talk about mommy especially because when we like think about her passing it was around the same time as you being born so it's like a happy moment and a sad moment yeah well Ibuku this is the longest conversation we've had about mommy so if there's anything you ever wanted to ask. I can ask it now? Yeah. Okay. What was your favorite memory of mommy? Huh. I have a lot. I remember I was like 10. I was in fourth grade. Wait, how old are you? 10. Yes. I skipped you. Oh, yeah. well, excuse me. <laughs> mommy was a nurse and she worked the night shift. And so she came home really late one night. I like came over and I gave her a foot massage while she was on the phone. And I remember she was telling the person on the phone how nurturing I was. That was her favorite thing about me. And I feel like I took that and ran with it because now I'm a teacher. And like anytime somebody's like, oh, why are you a teacher? I'm like, oh, because I'm nurturing and I'm good at taking care of people. Like that's exactly what mommy said about me. Well, I feel a little depressed that she's not here to say what she wants to say about me. Well... If mommy were here, she would say that she's really proud of you. She'd probably just be standing back, nodding her head, being like, I did that. I did that. You used to be in her belly for almost a whole year. So you guys are pretty connected. And in the two weeks you and mommy were together, she was always kissing you and always holding you. She did love you a lot. Thank you for telling me all this information. Thank you for being okay with having this conversation for the first time. I just want you to really understand who you are and where you come from. You're like a little piece of mommy on earth. I love you very much. And my life has been amazing with you in it. Ibuku at StoryCorps in New York City. It's been a few years since their recording. Ibuku is now a freshman in high school and he's living with Alice and Gary near Boston. But the big news is that Alice had a baby back in February. They named her Everly Rose, in honor of their mother, 
Rosemary. Mommy would be really proud of both of us. We both stepped up this year as mommy and uncle. That feels really good to be an uncle. You told me a few stories about when I was born and just like the way that the whole family kind of had to resituate because of me being in the house. And it's just a really big inspiration for me to do the same for Everly. You agree? (laughs) It's kind of like the circle of life because you're 15 now that Everly is a baby. And so, you know how I used to joke around and I was like, you're going to have to change diapers like I did. You're going to have to cook. How do you think you're doing with all of those things? Um... No, 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 no. I try to help, but you guys do a large portion of the responsibilities for her. So what you're saying is you want to babysit her even more. Wow, this is wonderful. Um, I think you help a lot. Even like you just wanting to spend time with her is a huge help. So thank you. I feel really blessed that I have you all and we have her to just have hope in and look forward to during this time. Alice and Ibuku decided to end their interview by leaving a little message for Everly, something she could listen to when she's older. I can't wait to see what you have become and how many years later you listen to this. I hope you still keep me in your life because it'll always be a fun time when I'm around and you can always call me whenever you need it. And if you're listening to this, you can call me right after you finish it and embarrass me a little bit. Everly, you are beautiful. You are strong. You come from a strong line of bold women. I love you just the way you are. That's all for this episode. Allison Ibuku's original conversation is part of a StoryCorps project called Road to Resilience, which uses storytelling to help children deal with the loss of a loved one. To learn more about it and see an animated version of their first interview, go to storycorps.org. While you're there, you can also find details on the music you heard and see original artwork created by Lindsay Mound. This episode was produced by Sylvie Lubau and Judd S.D. Kendall, who's also the editor. Jarrett Floyd is our technical director and wrote our theme song. Our fact checker is Natsumi Ajisaka. Special thanks to StoryCorps facilitators Alita Cooper and Brittany Brownfield-Diaz. For the StoryCorps podcast, I'm Camila Kashani. Catch you next week. This podcast is brought to you by supporters of StoryCorps, an independently funded nonprofit organization, and is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.